Hello, my friends. Today's podcast is uh, so full of stuff. It's been incredible how much news there's been about Canada's martial law in the last three days. I'll take you through as much of it as I can, and then we'll interview Lincoln J. from the streets of Ottawa. Before I do, let me invite you to become a subscriber to Rebel News Plus. That's the video version of this podcast. Just go to rebelnewsplus.com, click subscribe, eight bucks a month. That eight bucks a month is not just money that we use to pay our bills. It's, it's how we stay independent because we don't take any money from Trudeau, unlike 99.9% of the media in this country. So please help us out. Go to rebelnewsplus.com and click subscribe. Thanks. Here's today's podcast. Tonight, Canada is under martial law and Trudeau says we might stay that way. It's February 21st and this is the Ezra Levant Show. Why should others go to jail Why? when you're a biggest carbon consumer I know? There's 8,500 customers here and you won't give them an answer. The only thing I have to say to the government about why I publish it is because it's my bloody right to do so. It's Monday, but Rebel News has been working all weekend. Today is a holiday in some parts of the country. I'm doing my monologue because that's a tradition we have, that we always do it even on holidays. But our staff have not taken holidays. Right now we have four or five people in Ottawa covering the lockdown. Um, not just the lockdown, but the martial law. The blockades are gone. Uh, they weren't really brought blockades uh for a long time. There were a few streets in Ottawa that were blocked originally, and then there was the bridge between Windsor and Detroit that was blocked for a few days, but nothing is really being blocked for a while. And uh, the horn honking stopped pretty quickly too, uh, but it was still upsetting enough uh, to liberal Ottawans that they wanted it gone, but really it was upsetting to Justin Trudeau because it was, it was the first real challenge to his political power in two years, and Trudeau had to crush it. And even though the temporal, the proximate excuse for his martial law is gone, it's pretty clear that he's going to keep it uh, in effect. I think uh, it's been the worst week in Canada in terms of the government destroying our lives. I, I would equate it to a coup, really. Obviously, there are some natural disasters that have been worse. The, the explosion in Halifax Harbor was a disaster. The Dieppe raid was a disaster. Those things had a higher death toll. It's true, and I don't want to minimize those. But in terms of losing our rights, losing our freedoms, losing our way of life, I think the last week has been the worst time in Canadian history. I want to show you just one of a hundred examples of things that have really rocked me, changed my views on things, my place in the world, my thoughts about Canada, my thoughts about police, and how easily they made the excuse to follow orders, or in this case, just to be little tyrants. Take a look at this that happened a couple of days ago in Ottawa. I just want to get a coffee, okay? Why Can is I the get camera in my face right now? Are you, you here partaking? You walked right up now to you're me. in the red zone. I'm scared. I want to go for a coffee down there. Okay. Can I? Can you, I go for a coffee? Where is your residence, ma'am? Are you right now. live in this? No, you're not excluded here, from that. I, I'm where do you live? Alberta. Time for you to leave. I can't even go down there for no, a coffee. No, go grab you're yourself in the red zone right now. If you don't leave right now, you will be arrested. Do you understand me? I can't go for a coffee. 
grab yourself because if we see you, we'll be patrolling all day. If we see you again, it'll be different. Leave. I'm telling you. Take your camera and get out of here. Do you understand that? I'm walking away. Walk away. Your phone doesn't need to be in our face when you're walking away. Go. Are you going to walk or are you going to get arrested? I was walking away. Get out of here. Oh my goodness. Hope you can go to sleep at night. Yeah, it's a little bit hard to back the blue when the blue have decided that that's how they're going to act. Answering to no one, peer bullying, just put aside the violations of police professional standards there. Just treating a woman that way, just for walking on the street looking for a coffee, that's a disgrace. And I think that, I know for a fact that particular video has been seen more than four million times on Twitter. And every single person who saw it, who was like me, a lifelong backer of police and law and order, I think has had their mind changed a bit. If you were to ask me if I backed the blue, I would say, well, you know what? That's not my default answer anymore. Let me get the details first before I tell you. I'm, I'm not the extreme anti-cop. You know, there's this awful acronym you see graffitied ACAB, all cops are bastards. I know that's not true. But neither do I know that, but also I know that not all cops are good anymore. I think they're a mixed bunch and that makes me deeply sad. Our friends David Menzies and Lincoln Jay were stopped by um, some of these 100 police checkpoints in the nation's capital. And the punitive nature, the whimsical, capricious nature, the total lawlessness reminds me of when I went to Iraq and there were checkpoints just all along the highway. And sometimes it would be some official government checkpoint, but it might be some militiaman. It might be just some gunman, some highway robber. And you never knew if you would get through the checkpoint. You never knew what you might have to do. Would you have to pay a bribe? Would you have to make a phone call to a tougher warlord? God forbid if you were a woman traveling by yourself, which you do not do in Iraq, you would probably have terrible things done to you by these checkpoints. That's how it feels a little bit in Ottawa. A hundred whimsical people just showing you they've got the power and you don't. And what are you going to do? Ask Justin Trudeau for help? Go to a court and help? Here's a little bit of Lincoln Jay and David Menzies after a cold night of doing journalism, trying to get back to their hotel. And the lady cop who met them did not like that one bit. Take a look. interesting crime scene opp crime scene tape to prevent people from walking on the sidewalk it's there how's it going oh to the alt hotel do you need the key card or do you need like the hotel room something with the confirmation um Booked under my colleague's name, so I do not think I'll be able to show that. No, I would have to. I would have to get Alexa to send me the confirmation. So I would have to get her to email it to me here to get through here. Yeah. It's literally just right around the corner. Is it? No, I know. And as long as you show me something that you can go down there, that that's where you're going, then that's fine. 
Okay. Key, is there? A, can we walk an alternate way? Is it just specifically to come through this checkpoint that we need to do? Because we can cut anything past anything north of here. They're gonna ask you for the same thing. Yeah. You're gonna watch out though. There's bus all right, David. Well, why don't we walk this way and see okay. if we can get the email confirmation there. All right, thanks. Well, I'm sure you guys just heard that. The room key wasn't good enough. Okay. Well, I need the reservation with the name of the person that's rented the room. Okay. And then proof that it's they've rented it for you. Right? So. Is, is there any reason for this? You know we're not demonstrators, ma'am. We're, we're, we're members of the media. Okay. Uh, I mean, if this was a CBC reporter... If you reporter, wanted to come through for the media purpose, you could get that to keep out the deplorables, you know, the protesters. They know who we are. We've shown them our media credentials. Uh, this is petty. This is vindictive. This does nothing to bolster uh, the trust of police by the public. Um, and here she comes again. So let's let's see if we can... Get and it's carry. freezing outside. Yeah. Okay, guys. You're all good to go. Thank you so much. the checkpoints. Thanks. That was nothing, though, compared to our reporter, Alexa Lavoie. She was by herself when she was stopped by these bigots. Take a look. Do you work or live in the downtown core here? I'm working right now. All right, who do you work for? I'm a journalist. Okay, do you have any credentials with you? Uh, credential. Yeah, I have it. Okay. But why you want to see it? because this is still part of the zone that's being affected. I thought it was just the fence there. No, that that's just how far the crowds were pushed. The fence is so, so there. Go several blocks south of this area. Okay. Okay. But what do you do with all the the people who rent like some hotel room? They are allowed to go out of their hotel. Do you have a hotel down here? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm staying at Alt. Pardon me? Alt. Where's that? Just Ladder Street. Out on the street. Is there a street next? Okay. It's just just right there. I it's been five minutes I'm out of my hotel. I'm not a danger, I'm a woman alone. I don't know what's okay, going well, on. And I just like report on there's police operations. Oh and I'm I'm here. getting filmed okay. as well. Imagine that. <laughs> There's police operations taking place here. You're walking amongst the cruisers, looking at... The, does this vehicle belong to you that you were filming the inside of? But I just showed to the world that police have break a window Abandoned with the baby seat. Okay. okay, but it's just yes. a fact. You have a baby seat and that's it. It is time, it's time to go. There's been messaging over the series of the last few weeks instructing people not to be here. This, I'm a this, journalist. This, I'm not a protester. Was, this is unlawful. It's time to go. Okay, so please be on your way. I will Thank be you. on my way, yes, but I on just your way, please. 
if it was CTV or CBC, do do you have media? Accredited? Yeah, I have my media. May I see it? Yeah, you can see it. I think uh, in Canada we have still like freedom of press, no? Yes or not? Just one minute. So you're gonna uh, have to leave. Okay. Independent Press Gallery it's, of Canada. Okay. It's independent okay. press. So that doesn't thank, mean th anything thank you, thank for you. Thank you for showing that to me. But it's time to go. Okay. So you see, I have my press card. Everybody. Yeah. Can I have your name of your badge number, please? My name is Brad Milburn, and my badge number is nine four six seven. And I'm asking you one last time. Please leave the area. I'm going to leave. Thank you. But very why much. you don't recognize my press card? Because it's a laminated piece of paper that you could have made up at home. Did I can you? made it at home. Come you on. want to call my boss? I'm not here to. I'm not here to debate. I'm not here to call your boss. Okay. I've asked you to leave a number of times. Everybody's been instructed yeah. to leave over the course. I of the will last leave, Mister. But so, if you let me again, a couple of seconds, I will leave. Once again, okay? on your way, please and thank you. Thank you. Mm -mm, sorry, I'm closing my bag, everybody. My interaction this morning. Just one minute. I'm putting there. And these people there? Don't do anything for them? We could if we were done dealing with you. Yes. We have other but you don't need to be for you for me, huh? I'm a woman. But oh wow. Good morning, huh? You don't need to be as rude as that. What a disgrace they are. I'm just glad she got out safely because Alexa has not always gone out, uh, got out safely. I want to show you the worst assault on a rebel journalist in our seven-year history. I'm so sorry to show you this, but you must see it. Take a look. Guys, turn around. They literally shot her. They shot her with a gun, not a rifle, but a tear gas gun at point blank range. We have that photo showing the fire coming out of the gun. They targeted her, they beat her with clubs, and then they shot her. I talked to her very soon after that happened. It was on live, a live stream. I saw it happen with my own eyes. 
And um, she went to the hospital later that day, but what a hero. She said, I must stay and document this martial law. So she went to the hospital later that day. I should say that we haven't had a word from the Canadian Association of Journalists, Canadian Journalists for Free Expression, or any of the other so-called journalism groups out there. They don't care. They probably agree with Trudeau. Um, David Menzies went to a press conference by the Ottawa police chief. I should say it's a new Ottawa police chief. The last one was fired about a week or 10 days ago, which makes me think he was fired because he wouldn't do this kind of brutality. So they just kept firing and threatened to fire chiefs until they found someone who would follow orders. It sounds a bit better in the original German. Here's David asking the uh, tyrannical police chief about the violent assault on Alexa. And he says he's never heard of it. Good afternoon, Chief. Uh, David Menzies with Rebel News. Um, Chief, can you kindly explain how it was that my colleague to my right here, Alexa Lavoie, was shot point blank with a tear gas canister doing some very painful damage to her? What was the reason for that, given that she was simply practicing journalism in the public square? Uh, so I'm unfamiliar with the incident you're speaking of. What I can tell you is that there is complaint mechanisms, there is review mechanisms that will be engaged following this for any use of force uh, incident that occurred. I'll also say that it's been my uh, observations and experience through the amazing extensive journalism coverage that's occurred through this, that the vast majority of our members have been extremely professional. They have ex executed an extremely methodical plan that has been focused on the safety of uh, the residents, the safety of our officers, and the safety of the people engaged in the protest. I'm not sure what's worse, if the cop truly did not know that one of his officers pulled a, out a gun and shot a journalist in point-blank range after the other beat her with a stick. Is it worse that, that the police chief in uh, for the city doesn't know that happened hours after the fact? Or I think it was a day after the fact. Or is it worse that he knows about it, but he's lying about it? I think both are atrocious. Um, but it's... The fish rots from the head down. This goes straight to the top. Here's uh, Minister Mendocino. I think he's the public safety minister, if I recall, praising the restraint of police. Take a look. And I believe that when you survey the conduct of um, law enforcement over the last number of days, what you have seen is restraint. I mean, take a look at the way that um, the police carried themselves throughout the course of uh, dealing with the illegal occupation here in Ottawa. There was a degree of professionalism and focus, despite the fact that there was an emotionally charged atmosphere, despite the many provocations and intimidation and at times uh, efforts to um, assault uh, police officers. And that, despite all of that, we saw minimum use of force. So I think that that uh, that kind of uh, conduct will continue to carry uh, through the Emergencies Act, but we won't use it uh, for any longer than is necessary. Yeah, but the police were not restrained. Here's a New York Times tweet about how the police went around, around with their guns drawn. And incredibly, the, the biggest reaction to this New York Times tweet was Canadian media demanding that the New York Times delete and retract it. Uh, here's the tweet. Uh, here's I, I want to show you some evidence by Marie Oakes, one of my favorite people on Twitter, uh, showing 
that, uh, in fact, the guns were drawn as they went from campers to vans, guns drawn. Um, this is what Mark Mendocino says is restraint. I, I want to show you the uh, horse, the riot horses that were deployed to stomp an elderly lady who had a sort of a, a mobility scooter walker with her. Take a look at that. Peace! We are at peace! Hold the line. Here comes the horses. Uh, let me read to you from the worst of it. The Ottawa police Twitter account is taken over by some juvenile child or madman, I don't know. Just absurd, absurd gaslighting and lies around the clock. It's really quite something completely unprofessional. Uh, here's one of them chosen at random. There are approximately 100 police checkpoints surrounding the secured area downtown. Police will simply ask you, for your reason for traveling within the area. Oh, it's simply ask you. But, but it's not very simple because they'll ask you the question and you'll answer it, which is uh, a very un-Canadian thing. That's sort of how it was in Berlin uh, when the city was divided. Papers, please, what's your purpose? What the police don't say in their tweet there is that they will whimsically decide who comes and goes, uh, who's arrested, who's beaten, who's stomped on from horses, who's allowed to pass or not, in the capital city. A fish rots from the head down. I think of that phrase a lot when I think of Trudeau and what he's done. Um, I want to show you something. Again, so much news has happened since I spoke to you last on Friday. Uh, this was incredible. We received leak, leaked images from an RCMP horse. Actually, there's ceremonial you know, the, the ceremonial ride. They're, they're real cops. They don't just do the ceremonial RCMP ride. And they were all dispatched to Ottawa to run the riot horses, not just ceremonially, but to stomp on elderly ladies. And they're being put up at the Chateau Laurier. If you've ever been to Ottawa, you know that's the finest hotel in the city. It really is one of the flagship hotels um, of what used to be called the Fairmont chain of hotels. It's gorgeous. It's one of the original CP Rail hotels. Um, one of the most expensive hotels in the city, one of the fanciest. Um, and I should tell you, that's where the Nazi swastika flag was photographed a few weeks ago that Trudeau refers to. They're, the entire hotel's been taken over by police. That's where they're staying. Police who've come in from across the country to stay there in the most luxurious setting possible. 
and making a lot of overtime anyway. So the RCMP Musical Ride has a WhatsApp chat group. And if, if you know what WhatsApp is, you understand immediately. If you don't, it's, it's like a little, uh, it's, a, it's a communications app. And you can have a group with 20 or 50 or 100 of your friends in it. And you share messages and photos in it. Uh, it's, it's private from anyone who's not in it. But there was about 50 RCMP officers from the Musical Ride who were in this WhatsApp chat group, and they were bantering. And you can see they showing how much they love being at the Chateau Laurier and how much they're boasting about their overtime. One of them talks about how he wants to show the peaceful protesters who are against Trudeau what jackboots are really like. He says that he wants to show the ja their jackboots. You know jackboots, it's a phrase for fascist police who violently attack peaceful citizens. You know that's what jackboots mean. And just in case there's any doubt, a number of these RCMP horse officers posted video of the ride horses charging the crowd and stomping that elderly lady. So they're literally posting that, calling it awesome saying they should do it more, they should practice that maneuver. They're laughing. One person in the group says, oh, that's not the kind of gentler RCMP, but not a single soul disagreed. 50 of Canada's best are actually Canada's worst. They were reveling in the cruelty. They were celebrating hurting people. You know, a common motto of police forces is to serve and protect. These police are out of control, just like their boss, Justin Trudeau. There's no check and balances anymore. It's whatever their id tells them to do, whatever their impulse tells them to do. If they want to beat a woman with sticks, they'll do it. If they want to shoot a woman point blank range, they'll do it. And if the fact that she was a journalist who embarrassed Justin Trudeau in the last election... Well, I, get that, I bet they're going to report that directly to Trudeau for a promotion. Here's what I'm talking about. Remember when our Alexa Lavoie put the best question in the election debates to Trudeau last October? Take a look. Are you telling me it's a, it's a coincidence that Alexa was the reporter targeted to be shot, to be shot? And these RCMP are cheering violence. Yeah, you know what? 50 years I've been a supporter of the cops. I cannot say that now anymore. I just cannot say that. Now, Trudeau had a press conference today. Uh, they're, they're proceeding with a vote in Parliament, even though the emergency, the threat to the nation, which was never here, even on their own terms, it's gone. Like I say, all the blockades have gone. All the trucks are out of Ottawa. There just literally is nothing anymore. And that, that they're proceeding with it. They want the emergency status. They don't need the emergency for any tools that they didn't in the first place. They want the state of emergency. But even before tonight's vote, a couple of days ago, Christia Freeland was saying there are some parts of this emergency that will be made permanent. She loves the power of seizing bank accounts without a court process. Uh, in terms of the financial instruments, which our government is using right now to act against these illegal blockades and illegal occupation. Uh, we reviewed very, very carefully the tools at the disposal of the federal government. 
uh, and we used all the tools that we had prior to the invocation of the Emergencies Act, and we determined that we needed some additional tools. Now, some of those tools, uh, we will be putting forward uh, measures to put those tools permanently in place. Uh, the authorities of FinTrack, I believe, do need to be expanded to cover crowdsourcing platforms uh, and uh, payment platform and their payment providers. Uh, so that's that is something that we need to do and we will do, and that needs to be in place permanently. Uh, some of these other tools, uh, like uh, the sharing of information between law enforcement and financial services and the requirement of financial services to be reviewing their accounts proactively and the immunity from prosecution that we have provided to them in doing this. These are extraordinary measures, measures that we absolutely believe are necessary in the current circumstances that are having an impact. And let me also point out having a peaceful impact. Uh, and the other aspect of the financial tools that I would point to as being really effective and important is uh, being clear that insurance on trucks that participate in these illegal occupations and blockades will be suspended. So we didn't have those tools. I don't believe that those tools should be part of the toolbox of a government in ordinary times but they are necessary in these extraordinary circumstances and uh, they are having a very uh, clear impact. Today she was asked how you got your bank account unfrozen. She said, oh yeah, well just change your political views, no longer protest and you'll get your money back. Uh, the RCMP has given to the financial institutions names of leaders and organizers of the protests and of people whose trucks were part of occupations and blockades. That is the only information, according to the RCMP, that the RCMP has given to financial institutions. I think it's also really important for everyone to be clear, and this speaks to the getting our facts straight point, that these measures applied only as of the 15th of February. That is when financial support of these illegal blockades and occupations began to be sanctioned. Uh, and then finally, let me say, uh, for anyone who is concerned that their accounts may have been frozen because of their participation in these illegal blockades and occupation, the way to get your account unfrozen is to stop being part of the blockade and occupation. This is, this, these measures were put in place to disrupt illegal activity in Canada. But that, that's actually not true. There is no mechanism. She suggested that people contact the police <laughs> to have their bank, bank accounts released. But that's not how it works. You don't call up the RCMP and say, please uh, 
unseize, unfreeze my bank account and they do it. That's not how it works. I don't know if Christia Freeland doesn't know or doesn't care or if she thinks that the reporters are just so, you know, every single one of them bought and paid either from the CBC or from the media bailout. Obviously, Rebel News not allowed. They'd probably shoot us if we showed up. Um, there's no rule of law anymore. And Trudeau says he might need to keep things around just a bit longer, you know, two weeks to flatten the curve and all that, because you never know. Um, something bad might happen in the future, so better have the emergency laws in place now, sort of a permanent emergency. What specifically is in that act that is so vital right now to protect Canadians? We saw for a number of uh, days and weeks into the, the blockades, uh, that it was extremely difficult to get tow trucks to come and tow big rigs. One of the specific measures is an ability to compel tow truck drivers uh, to come and do their jobs. Uh, when the Emergencies Act was brought in, many tow truck companies said, OK, uh, we'll do it, didn't need to be compelled. But there were some companies that needed to be compelled under the Emergencies Act uh, to remove trucks. And we've seen right now that there are trucks holding in places like uh, Arnprior and Embrun and other places that are uh, have indicated an indication uh, a desire or an openness to returning to blockades right now. So that is a power we may, may well need. You know the media who was there was so gross. Uh, David Aiken, one of the grossest, literally started off by thanking Trudeau. David Aiken, Global News, thank you for taking our questions and thank you for the kind words about supporting our work. I'd suggest the best way to do that, of course, is take an extended amount of time for questions from journalists. <laughs> I see today that uh, the government of Ukraine is reportedly bringing in martial law. They have an excuse, I would think. There's a chance that Russia's going to invade. I haven't been following that story too closely, being a little bit more focused on things here at home. If they brought in martial law in Ukraine, I could understand. They have an excuse. They're on the brink of war, perhaps. What's our excuse? These are the darkest days. <laughs> Trudeau says, if you don't like it, well, just wait three years and run for office. What you can do is vote. What you can do is run for office. That's how change happens in a democracy. No, democracy is not one day of voting every four years punctuating an authoritarian ruler. Democracy is a set of processes and checks and balances, a set of guaranteed constitutional rights that cannot be overridden even if you have a majority vote. My favorite example of majority rule versus a constitutional democracy is if you are walking down an alley and two muggers stop you, um, we all know it's a crime if they say, you know, your money or your life. But what if the two muggers said, no, 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 we're going to have a vote. And there's two of us and one of you. Let's have a vote if you give us your money or not. It's two against one. Give us your money. That's not democracy. I mean, it is theoretically a very literal democracy. But what we have is a constitutional democracy where certain rights cannot be taken away even if the two muggers have a vote on it. And that's what Trudeau doesn't understand. He doesn't actually believe in democracy. He, he believes in authoritarian rule punctuated by a vote every four years. He's wrong. 
But as usual, our institutions are failing us. The media being by far the worst. So far, the courts have not stopped a single thing. And why would they now? I see finally the Canadian Civil Liberties Association has risen from its slumber. Maybe they'll do something. I don't know. I see the Toronto Star and the Globe and Mail are writing some sheepish editorials, excuse me, saying Trudeau should not be invoking the Emergencies Act. I would say that they're actually just giving him cover. They're saying, we, we're a vigorous democracy with vigorous newspapers and we object. Yeah, Trudeau's going to laugh at them and he's going to do whatever he can do. And really, who's going to stop him? Who is going to stop him? It's never been worse. It has never been worse. We'll keep doing here at Rebel News what people seem to want us to do. If I understand what people want us to do, the first thing they want us to do is keep telling the other side of the story. At great risk to our people, they shot Alexa and beat her with a club. You can't hire a security guard when the opponent is police. We hire security guards. We, we spend tens of thousands of dollars a year on security for our reporters. That's against Antifa or other, other left-wing thugs. But a security guard doesn't work against the police, does that? So we'll continue to do our best to tell the other side of the story. And I should tell you that literally hundreds of millions of views of rebel videos and tweets and news stories have seen around the world. I think we're doing a good job, if I may say so. I'm not complimenting myself. I'm complimenting our staff. And I hope you agree. And one of the things we've started doing, especially in the last year or so, is crowdfunding lawyers for those who are targeted by the regime. We have given lawyers to, as you know, 2,000 people who were targeted during the lockdowns. And we're also crowdfunding lawyers for a variety of truckers who have been given charges. I use the word regime. That's what we would call a ruling clique after a coup in another country. The Putin regime, the Maduro regime. But why would we mince words here at home? Do you really think this is a liberal democracy anymore? I can tell you it is not. Not when the police seize the bank accounts, the prime minister's enemies. Not when the free press is beaten with clubs and shot at. Not when there's a hundred capricious, malicious checkpoints in the downtown of the capital city. Canada is not yet a totalitarian regime, but we're neither are we a free country we're something in between. Stay with us for more. Warning, censorship. Well, I have to tell you, I was down in Ottawa the first big weekend of the truckers. It had a festival feeling there. It was amazing. It was happy. Canadian flags, people singing the anthem, people chanting the word freedom. It was wonderful. It was fun. And that's why Trudeau had to destroy it because he was the sunny ways guy and he couldn't be the no one could be. He went full martial law, full riot gear. I haven't been back to Ottawa in over uh, 10 days, but I am so proud of our rebel team who has been there in some cases uh, since the very beginning without a break. And I'm glad for our staff literally working seven days a week. Uh, joining me now from the location, one of our reporters who's been working very hard. His name is Lincoln Jay, and he joins me now via Skype. Lincoln, great to see you. have been working so hard. I saw you late last night trying to get past uh, a few cops who were just bullies. 
Like it felt like some nightclub bouncer. I, I'm a little bit older than you, Lincoln, but when I was a youngster, I would go to a nightclub sometime, and there was this whimsical... Uh, a bouncer might let you in if he liked you, if he, if he gave him 20 bucks, if you were a pretty girl, whatever. The complete capriciousness of it, the complete lawlessness of it, I have to say it offended me when I was a young man. I thought, who the heck is this loser uh, deciding my life? Now, that's, you don't like it, don't go to a club. But here you are in your capital city, and a bunch of thuggish cops will stop you every few blocks. Maybe they'll let you pass, maybe they won't. Maybe if they like you, maybe they'll banter, maybe they'll let you in, maybe they'll make you run around, maybe they'll arrest you, maybe they'll punch you. It really is, a. it looks lawful, because they've got badges, but it is actually lawless. It's every cop is the king of his block, and very punitive. I was disgusted with how they treated you and David Menzies last night. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. So we went on the Twitter live, right? Just to sh I, I don't think a lot of people can understand what exactly is going on in Ottawa unless you're here. And, uh, you know, simply we had to leave our hotel and get some drinks and some food. And uh, we kind of expected that we were going to get hassled just because uh, you saw our colleague Alexa Lavoie was hassled in the morning. And simply uh, showing the... So they wanted proof that we were uh, staying inside the red zone. And we showed our key cards, but that wasn't good enough. We got Alexa Lavoie, to, who booked the rooms for us, to send us the uh, verification, uh, the booking number. That wasn't good enough. They had to call the hotel, and Alexa actually had to go down to the lobby and uh, say our names to uh, allow to, to allow us through. <laughs> that's what Ottawa's like right now. You know, and that's just all made up. There's no basis for that. There's nothing in the law that gives the police those powers. You use the Fred phrase red zone. You know, the cops can make up whatever term they want. They cannot stop peaceful protests. You're not even protesters. You're just citizens walking. You're journalists documenting their misconduct, and they're abusing you. I mean, I... I we did play earlier the interaction when a, a, a cop abused Alexa Lavoie and said, oh, you know, she and she presented her independent press gallery laminated card, which isn't even like that's not even a rebel thing. That's an independent press gallery thing. And the cop, ta-da, poof, I've decided to make myself arbiter of which journalists can or can't go by. It's complete lawlessness. The fact that they have a badge and a gun makes it even more terrifying. At least if they were just some city bureaucrat, you could laugh at them and say, to hell with you. But in this case, they might shoot you. They literally shot Alexa. These are thugs. And I got to tell you, Lincoln, 50 years, I just turned 50 last week. 50 years I was pro-cop. I cannot say that anymore. I understand there are some good cops out there, but they certainly have not made their presence felt. Yeah, it's, it's just a... It's just a tough situation all around. Like you said, it's there's no grounds for who they're letting uh, pass these perimeters, these barric these uh, barricades that they've essentially set up. Uh, our friend Andrew Lawton from True North, uh, he simply showed his uh, Twitter verification, and uh, he was allowed through uh, to go to Parliament Hill and to report. We're watching in our hotel room, uh, CBC, and uh, their journalists are literally right in right past the barricades, reporting, do whatever, doing whatever they want. But us, you know, rebel news journalists, 
are being hassled going to the corner store. It's just, uh, it's, it's you know, it's such a joke for those who don't know. I mean, Andrew Lawton, good friend of ours, independent journalist, but a little t Twitter verification blue check mark. It's like sort of a snob appeal thing. And for some cop to say, oh, that that gives you human rights. That lets you have mobility rights and freedom of the press because you have a blue check mark on your social media account. Like, it's so absurd and ridiculous. But and, and one block over, a cop will have a completely different stand and another block over. Like, I saw there was some lady cop who was abusing you. And I just thought, you know what? She's trying to she's got some chip on her shoulder, obviously. She obviously hates Rebel News. And she's trying. And when you asked and, and I, I called David up because I saw this live, I said, David, get her name and badge number. And as soon as and, and because we're going to make a professional complaint against her. Well, then she went into I'm going to get you mode. These are the most abusive people. And the reason I know that, Lincoln, is because over the last two years, the cops who were restrained, the cops who care about civil liberties, the cops who have the serve and protect attitude, they've either retired, been reassigned, or are, have, have learned to shut up. And it's the worst cops who are flourishing. It's the thugs who are being promoted. It's the bullies and the little tin pot dictators that are having their way. But it, I say again, it comes from the head down. And it's no different from the chief, and it's no different from Bill Blair, the Minister of Emergency Preparedness, the butcher of G20, and it's no different from Trudeau himself. Would you agree with the statement that Canada is under martial law? Yeah, well, if... Uh... <laughs> I think anyone could agree with that statement if they simply tried to get into the downtown core of Ottawa. They literally will not let anyone near par the Parliament of Canada unless you have work purposes, whatever they deem is work, um, and or if you're living in, in the area. So it, it's just crazy. You know, growing up in Canada, I just never, ever would have imagined that this is the state of affairs here. It's just, it's just sad, to be honest. And, and to, to I've I've been on the ground here since the 28th of January, you know, in the thick of it, you know, talking to people every day. And it's just been nothing but peace. It's just an extremely peaceful environment, a family environment. And to see the heavy handedness of the police uh, on Friday and Saturday, it's, you know, it's honestly just sad. That's the, the only word for it. And it's just crazy that this is Canada right now. Yeah, I think it's I feel the same way, too. I am sad for the country. I'm also sad for you know, it's like the end of uh, it's like in the Garden of Eden when you eat from the tree of knowledge and, and yeah. you fall from grace and you no longer in that Eden time. Canada used to be this wonderful country, liberal democracy, a safe country, and all that's gone now. And so I lament its passing, but I also lament that that part of my life where I believe those things is gone as well. It's very sad. Um, well, listen, I appreciate you being there. Please stay there a little while longer. Um, it sounds like Trudeau wants this to be a permanent emergency. I call that a coup. And it'll be interesting to see if any courts do anything to stop him. Uh, I think the Conservative Party is slowly trying to find its courage, having lost it two years ago. I don't know how this is going to end, but I have made a promise to our viewers, Lincoln, that we will continue to show them the other side of the story. I think people find that incredibly valuable because at least we can see with our eyes what's happening. And I know we won't get that kind of information from CBC or CTV. Um, it was quite something when the New York Times reported 
that the cops were going around arresting people at gunpoint, there was about 10 or 20 Canadian journalists saying, no, they weren't. No, they weren't. Literally trying to convince the New York Times that they didn't see what they saw. And it, I think it was the worst moment of Canadian journalism in my lifetime, watching these hacks trying to, trying to tell the New York Times, no, 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 no. It didn't happen, or if it happened, we need you to forget that it happened. It, yeah. It's the worst thing. Last word to you, Lincoln. Yeah, well, just to add to that point, I thought that's why it was very important that I went live that day. You know, I wanted to be live the whole time so that people can really see for themselves and they can't argue with what they're seeing. You know, we just point the camera and show what's happening. That's what separates our journalism from the legacy media here in Canada. We're not spinning the narrative. We're just simply showing people what is happening on the ground. And when you look at the footage, when you look at the live streams, we're live streaming all day, basically Friday and Saturday. There is just simply no arguing the fact that it was out of control, it was chaotic, and there was really no need for Justin Trudeau to invoke this Emergencies Act, which ultimately brought in this extreme use of force from different units of law enforcement all across Canada. It, again, it was a sad sad couple of days yeah well listen stay safe please give my personal best to your colleagues there i understand that guillaume and alexa are there maybe david and mauricio too give them my hello and my thanks tell them to be careful although of course it's not always in their hands and we'll look forward to your future reports thanks ezra thanks so much all right there you have it lincoln J on the streets of ottawa stay with us your letters to me next Hey, welcome back. Your viewer feedback to me. Someone with the nickname Zimter Norad says, I woke up this morning and thought it was 1940 Germany. 16 times already reflect this. That's all. Uh, all that's missing is the armbands with the L symbol and the circle is complete. You know, uh, the power to seize a bank account is the power to destroy a family. I've seen uh, reports of, of people who claim they had nothing to do with the protest, they don't have a truck, they weren't even there. Their entire family's bank account was locked down. But even if they were there, to have this done extrajudicially, just with police making the accusation and poof, it happens, to cut off an entire family from grocery money, rent money, car, gas money, that's, that's never been done in Canadian history before, that you can simply engage in collective punishment of an entire family because the police don't like someone's politics. It's never happened before. Um, it's shocking to me, and that's what Trudeau and Freeland want to make permanent. Phil Raymond says, this is nothing more than a blatant power grab by Sparkly Socks and his incompetent liberal NDP lackeys. Why are they allowed to enforce this emergency act if it has not gone through the motions in Parliament? Ottawa needs a severe house cleaning. Well, it will go through because Jagmeet Singh will give him the votes he needs. I'm worried that it'll become a permanent emergency. And you can already see their language. They're talking about terrorist financing, that is, any conservative fundraising. They're going to talk about hatred and misinformation. Of course, those are their stocks in trade. But I think that the permanent emergency is going to be made against dissenters, political dissenters and media dissenters. I really think so. J. Samantha Forrest says, should be chanting for the tyrant to come out, not freedom. Well, I think we need both. Um, I hope we get some help from somewhere. We don't have checks and balances inside the country. 
I don't think Canada is a strong modern democracy. I think the flaws were in the constitutional DNA, but more than that, in the people to uphold that constitution. I mean, um, theoretically, the UK didn't have a proper written constitution, but for centuries it was the freest place in the world. Theoretically, the Soviet constitution looked great on paper, but if it's in, in China on paper has its rules as well, but if they're implemented with the communist agenda, there's no point to it. I think that Canada has lost its spirit of freedom, and I think Trudeau has corrupted many institutions, including just buying them off like the media. We're not bought off, which means that we're at risk for being frozen and attacked as well, but we'll keep fighting till the end. That's our show for today. Until tomorrow, on behalf of all of us here at Rebel World Headquarters, to you at home, good night. And keep fighting for freedom. Here comes the horses. I got a fractured collarbone. I got bruising on my, or I got sore ribs. Doesn't look like I'll be driving anytime soon. I'm still alive, I'm still here. Thank you to everyone out there. I'm okay. Bumped and bruised and sore, but I live to stand another day. Since the recent event that happened on the first day of the, of the police intervention on Friday, we know that some people have been injured, same if the Ottawa police have said the opposite. Candice, a First Nation woman who was holding the line at the first place, got hit by the horse of the Monty police and I've been injured and I came here today to learn about her story, how she felt at this moment and what she has to say to us about it. Here comes the horses. Zero from Tandanaga Mohawk Territory. It's about two hours, two and a half hours southwest of here. I know that you were on the front line when all happened. What was your emotion when you saw the horse coming? Hmm. Hold the line. That's what I tried anyway. <laughs> and you did. <laughs> After they trampled me, uh, there was a officer that 
I think a couple of them kicked me. Uh, I got a big bruise on the back of my thigh. Oh. And another one dragged me by my coat off the premises. But I walked right on by enemy lines and walked back into safety because outside of our circle, it didn't feel safe. When I was back in with the convoy, I felt safe. So when that happened and you were in the ground, no officer showed you some help or anything? No, they were all showing me anger and aggression. So nobody helped you? Well, he aggressively helped me out of the area and was told to leave and don't come back or if I come back, I would be arrested. The ambulance came, took me to the hospital and there was only one doctor on. They sent me in for an x-ray. It wasn't a very good stay at that hospital, but it wasn't their fault either because there's no doctors or nurses to fill these hospitals to help people that are hurt. I have bruising on the back of my leg. I got a fractured collarbone. I got bruising on my, or I got sore ribs. Doesn't look like I'll be driving anytime soon. I'm still alive, I'm still here. Thank you to everyone out there. I'm okay. Bumped and bruised and sore, but I live to stand another day. Why it was important for you to stand up, same if you had some difficulty to work, I think you have like some something for a handle. Why it was important for you to be there and stand in the front line? Trying to open up their eyes. We we're doing this for them, their children. They're mothers and fathers. There are mothers and fathers in nursing homes dying by themselves. Why? You know how many people that I've seen in these last two weeks that said, thank you. Thank you for stepping up. And out of all those elders, they were, there was a lot of elders that cried on my shoulder because they were so happy to have a human contact because they've been deprived for these last two years. I had kids coming up thanking me and hugging me. I just want to play with my friends, teenage boys. I want to play sports. I want to play hockey. I want to play baseball. Ottawa police have specified on their page that nobody yesterday have been injured. What do you have to reply to the Ottawa police? <laughs> That's bullshit. Where did that other guy go? The other guy that really got stompled by the horses. Where did he go? I had the sense to get up on my own 
cord. But where did that guy go? Nobody has found that. Where did that guy go? Shoved under the rug? I did not get shoved under the rug. I am here. When we know that Justin Trudeau say that so much good thing about the First Nation, but when we look at what the people live, as you yesterday being treated like that, what is your thought? How can, a, how can we have trust in a prime minister that doesn't come and speak to the people? In, in, a, in a society like ours, that these atrocities continue and our people continue to get hurt as we step up and many people can also be hunted down through, if you look back in our history. And, it, and it's a sad reality that these are the types of injustices that are being procured upon our people. And it doesn't matter if you're innocent or not, you're still dragged off and put to the side and left to fend for yourself. Are you scared for your life at the moment you get hit? No. What was your emotion? Anger. There's plenty of people back home that are angry for what they did. Not just to me, to everybody that this happened to. It's sad. For it had to happen that way. So you were able to hurt it yourself that the woman had been injured that day. So we are on the ground here in Ottawa trying to show you the reality of what happened on the ground and telling you the other side of the story. It's really important because we are the only media outlet. Always be there on the field, showing you the truth and what is happening. So share it widely, and I hope you enjoy it. Was Alexa for Ruben News in Ottawa. So me and my colleague all across Canada, we are covering the Freedom Convoy in Alberta, Calgary, here, a little bit everywhere. And if you want to see all our report, please go to convoyreport.com. And in this website, you can as well donate to help us with our travel expense and our journalism. Thank you for donating generously. <laughs>